Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. Yesterday, the Church celebrated a, a very wonderful feast day that has grown in popularity over the years. That is the feast of St. John Vianney, who has become the patron for parish and diocesan priests. There are a large number of stories that we hear about St. John Vianney. Some of the stories are a bit exaggerated or not entirely clear. There has been a a story going around that St. John Vianney was not the sharpest knife in the drawer, that he had great difficulties in his academic studies preparing for ordination. But the problem was not his intelligence or his diligence. The problem was that he began his seminary studies in a very difficult time in France. He was born just three years before the beginning of the French Revolution. And the French Revolution uh, ushered in a very deep anti-Catholicism. In fact, more than this, it was anti-Christianity. And therefore, some of the seminary studies had to be done in secret. They were broken up. It was very difficult to organize a regular curriculum. And for this reason, he began the study of Latin fairly late and and did have difficulties with it. But it was not a matter of intelligence. It was a matter of the difficult cultural and academic realities in which he lived. But some of the stories are both remarkable and exemplary. There are accounts of his hearing confessions for hours and hours and hours, and I think the one I remember is he once heard confessions over a period of nine hours nonstop. This was prompted by two very important aspects of St. John Vianney's life. One, his love of the people, to whom he ministered, and secondly, a grace of reading hearts and minds, and reading them not to judge, but to change and to convert. But after nine hours, he must have been staggered. I remember as a newly ordained priest, in fact, the first uh, year of my priesthood in the parish, we and three other priests at the parish went over to the church to hear confessions uh, right before Christmas. It was, as I remember, the occasion when Christmas fell on Monday, and that always presented problems where the fourth Sunday of Advent would be on the 24th and then, bingo, Christmas. So on that Saturday beforehand, the pastor had arranged for us to hear confessions between 8.30 and 11.30, and I thought that It was a pretty good length. We began, and I realized that eventually we must have been hearing longer than the period that had been scheduled. In fact, the housekeeper came into the church and just kind of spoke to the people. She said, the priest have to have lunch, but I promise I will get them back here in 30 minutes which she did. She was a very formidable lady. But we realized that it was one o'clock. But I can tell you that after three full hours, you do get a second wind. 
But the pastor at lunch said, I think we are hearing confessions for the entire diocese. <laughs> and we uh, called it thereafter our St. John Vianney moment. But it, it was a powerful uh, affair, the, the, the seeking of God's grace and the experience of, of forgiveness. But John Vianney was also known for his very simple approach to preaching and to the care of the poor. And there are certain aspects of his life that I think are important. First of all, is his very profound, deep faith in a very anti-Christian moment in the history of France. There was a steadfastness in his vocation. In fact, when he was ordained, he was assigned to a small, out-of-the-way village called Ars, which had not had much in the way of a resident priest for a while, and there were great difficulties. Many uh, villagers and uh, people who lived around the small town had uh, really abandoned the practice of their faith. And here comes St. John Vianney, not well recommended because of his sketchy uh, academic preparation, but one who came into the church, began his pastorate by simply praying in the church for a while, and then deciding that the best thing he could do is preach the gospel, celebrate the sacraments, and attend to the poor. And he did this with such devotion, such attentiveness, that Soon, his reputation spread, not only because of the number of conversions that were ascribed to him, but also because of his character, which seemed to emanate a profound love, a love of God, a love of others, a love of the priesthood to which he was called. And after his death in the year 1859, he was acclaimed for the fruitfulness of his simplicity. Now, of course, as I mentioned, he is the patron of parish priests and is uh, used by popes, by uh, writers, as an exemplar of what it means to work as a priest in a parish. But I think there is a message in the life and in the work of St. John Vianney, which is an example not only for priests, but for every single Catholic. And I talk about this example under the rubric of flourishing where you are planted. St. John Vianney never had much ambition. In fact, I don't think he understood uh, many aspects of, of life within the, the church on a day-to-day -day level. But he simply said, I will be ordained a priest, and I will go where I'm sent. And he was sent to one of the most unlikely places for any uh, pastor praying for immediate success. But he said, well, here I am. This is the work I'm called to do, and I shall begin it. And even though... He lived his priestly life 
in a very difficult time in French history when there was vast uh, anti-clericalism, really anti-Christianity, as I mentioned. But in that example he gave, in a time of confusion, he taught people not to be unduly concerned, but to remember why you are here and where you are going. Each of us has a vocation. It is one of our responsibilities before God is to discern that vocation and to embrace it with joy. And in the devotion to his vocation, I think St. John Vianney gave an example to all Christians to embrace their vocation and to point it toward the direction to which we are all called, and that is everlasting life. And where St. John Vianney exercised this sense of vocation in the very place that he is, we too, wherever we are, are called to flourish where we are planted. Especially in a time when we live in a world of running from one attraction to another, never being satisfied with this or that. And encouraged, I think, by a sense of loss of the way in the confusion around us. And so often we think that only if we were in another place, if only we had another occupation, if only we had a larger car huge home, if only we were someplace other than where we are now, we too could be holy and we too could be successful. But St. John Vianney said, you are where you are, you know what you are called to do, and do it out of the love of God and others. And I think in, in this fashion, every single Christian can act as a kind of homily to those around them, to exercise that power of a simple yet very profound example of the sense of the presence of God. And in this sense of the presence of God, to understand that we are there to allow the grace of God to work in our own circumstances, to draw on that grace for strength in difficult times, to remember to give thanks for those times in which the graciousness of God have allowed us to do the work we can do, but also in all things, to pray, to know, and to embrace the will of God. And in this, lies that true happiness and the promise of enduring peace. St. John Vianney, pray for us.